Hello, everyone. Welcome into the Lifetime Podcast in the Kicker 97.7 FM studios. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson. A huge shout out to the Kicker 97.7 FM crew for letting us use the studios. We're joined today by Noah Gardner. He's an old Auburn grad that uh, I got the chance to meet and talk to a couple years ago. And now I finally get the honor of having him on my podcast. He's joining us over the phone lines. Noah, how are you doing? doing great thanks for having me on thanks for coming on um so noah you do play by play i know now now since you're an auburn grad like i touched on earlier you also let me make sure i get this get this correct here you also worked with radio alabama as the multimedia platform coordinator and then that play by play like i mentioned you do it for lincoln high school and then you also cover a little bit of auburn athletics is that correct? Yes, sir. Awesome. So um, let's go ahead. Of course, Lifetime, the podcast itself, is to tell people's life stories. We had uh, West Durham, the Atlanta Falcons play-by-play announcer, come on a couple weeks ago. And you can go find that episode anywhere that you can listen to this podcast, which is on Stitcher, the um, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or Spotify. Um, but this time we are covering... A up-and-coming play-by-play announcer here in Noah Gardner. Noah, take us back to your high school days and even before. Um, just tell us about that that early life. What has led to the Noah Gardner of today? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I I traced back my decision to get into radio back to my senior year of high school. And look, I, I thought I wanted to be a mechanical engineering major at Auburn University, which I actually applied to Auburn as an ME. And then right before I got to Auburn, before uh, I got on campus during the summer, I changed my major to journalism. And that, that was the only time I ever changed my major when I was at Auburn. I was a journalism major all the way through once I stepped on campus. But uh, while I was in senior year of high school, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, didn't know quite what I wanted to do. I was good at math and science, scored well in ACT, you know, got into Auburn. Uh, I felt like, you know, mechanical engineering just seemed like the way to go that I was going all over you know it's known for engineering and ag- agriculture and so I decided you know well I might as well major in something that fits what I'm good at in school but I really hadn't quite found something that I was that I was passionate about I liked math and science I you know enjoyed my physics and chemistry classes and I enjoyed making things with my hands and things like that but just really wasn't passionate about it. I knew the one thing that I was passionate about though was sports Considering I uh, played sports growing up, you know, played all kinds of sports, mainly just for fun. Played baseball, travel baseball, stuff like that. But I was a uh, I was a sports fanatic, and I wanted to find a way to stay in sports after I graduated high school because you know once you get to a certain age, you can't play organized sports anymore. And so, kind of the the saying is, you know, if you're if you're a broadcaster and you're talking about it, you probably weren't good enough to play it. Well, for me, you know, I'm not not playing any sports at the next level or anything, of course. And so, uh, you know, I, I wanted to find a way to stay in sports, so I didn't want that part to go out of my life. And so, I, you know, I was looking at different jobs that I could do. I looked at, like, statistician, looking at all kinds of stuff. And then, you know, radio came to mind, and I, and I still really didn't know. And I had always thought, you know, maybe sports writer would be kind of interesting. But one evening I was playing video games, playing NBA 2K with, uh, with a buddy of mine on the mic, and, always kind of had a habit of accidentally starting to commentate what I was doing on the game. And 
I, at one point, my friend was like, "Hey, man, you're not you're not half bad. Maybe you should think about doing that." And hmm. I always enjoyed it because you know I'm I'm a big video game nerd and I love to play sports video games and it just kind of always made it fun for me to add storylines and stuff around the games and stuff, bring it a little bit more to life. And uh, kind of play-by-play kind of started for me on that. I'd never done radio or play-by-play before. And like yourself, I know that you're you're doing a great job of, you know, doing this at, a, at an earlier age than I was. And um, But I still went to college thinking, you know, when I switched to journalism, I thought, you know, maybe I'll be a sports writer. And uh, that changed quickly once I got on campus. First two weeks, I got involved at WGL 91.1 FM, the student radio station at Auburn. And the first time I ever did a show, I was sold. I got bit by the radio bug. You know, older people in the business life, you know, when you get bit by the radio bug, the very first time I got on mic, I wasn't good. I was horrible. My first show, as many broadcasters would tell you, I was horrible on the air the first time that I was. But I uh, fell in love with it. I don't know. It's something about being in front of that mic. It's just my it's my place, the place that I like to be at, the place that I feel really comfortable and I'm happy. Um, you know, and, and from that moment on, I've worked all throughout college and radio at different stations and stuff, and uh, now I'm working at Radio Alabama with my first real-world job, my first professional job, you know, I'm working with Radio Alabama uh, as the multimedia platform coordinator, got a lot of different great things that we get to do with that, but also, you know, get to stay in sports, get to call high school sports for a great community in Lincoln, and I get to be one of the main content creators for Radio Alabama Sports. Um you know, covering Auburn athletics and other high schools around the state. So it, it truly is a blessing. God, God is really taking care of me. Let's dive in into your college years a little more. I know you attended Auburn University and you were involved heavily with Weagle. Um, let's talk a little bit first off about that journalism track. Uh, what, what were some of the things in in not necess- well in the journalism track that helped you become a better broadcaster? But also, what were some other things outside of just the regular classroom that you felt like really helped you for the post-college work life? Well, uh, I'll tackle the first question first. I think my favorite professor that I ever had in college, no offense to the other professors I had, they were good too, um, but my favorite professor I ever ever had was Rick Smith. He, uh, the, class, the two classes I had with him was uh, – was law, mass media law, and then um, second class I had with him, which was my favorite class, was news and sports announcing. And news and sports announcing is a class geared towards helping you becoming, you know, more comfortable using your voice in an announcing way, whether it's, you know, PA announcing, whether it's broadcast on television, whether it's radio, whatever it be. Uh, and I, if I remember correctly, I feel like Rick Smith's been on this podcast before. Is that, is that true? Yes, he has. He's on, I think it's three or four. Um, I'll go as of recording this, but he has been on this podcast before. And, and Rick's a great, great professor. He's a great, great human being. I really enjoy uh, Rick's teaching style. And, you know, Rick's a professional by every meaning of the word. I mean, he's Auburn's, you know, PA announcer. He does a great job at it. Uh, and he really takes his job seriously. He, he teaches a lot about preparation and what it takes to be successful on a on a Saturday in his case, you know, but, uh, but any day of the week that you're doing the job, you got to make sure that you're doing prep. Prep is key in this business. If you're not preparing, then you're not going to be any good down the line. You're not going to do nearly achieve your potential that you could have if you don't prep. And a lot of people see this job and think that it's a glamorous job. It is a fun job. It is. I'm, I'm having the most fun I've ever had doing broadcasting right now. 
And and while that may be true, there's a lot of work, a lot of nights where I might get home at 1 a.m. because a broadcast went late or something. I might have to work a lot of hours, and you're having to do your homework and study. You know, you might think that you're done studying for tests after you get out of college or, or high school. But guess what? Even in your job, whatever you may be doing, you got to be like studying for a test. And so Rick taught us a lot about preparation. It really helps me develop my voice. Um, you know, something that you're supposed to do when you're a broadcast. You got to, you know, come from come from your gut. You know what I mean? Use your diaphragm rather than being nasally. And he helped develop my voice in that perspective. But uh, really, really just enjoyed that class. And that was one class that I could really single out at Auburn University that really, really propelled me forward. And luckily, that came in my senior year, so it's only been about a year since I've been out of that class. Um, but talking about the second question, uh, could you remind me what the second question was? Yeah, just one. What if what outside of the classroom at Auburn helped you prepare for your now non-college work life? Well, uh, you know, something else that people think they think that they can go through college and not go and get any experience once they graduate. And that's not, that's not true. I tell everybody that, that when I was giving tours at Weagle um, or WGL 91.1, when I was a station manager and people would come in and uh, somebody would ask me a question or, or pretty much ask me that question, I'd say, well, look, you're not going to get a job once you get out of college if you don't come to school and work hard even outside of student media. You gotta, student media can be a great – vessel to help you get an internship that can one day lead to a job you know and like i said there's a lot of hard work that goes into it you got to seek outside classroom jobs to do and try and find opportunities for yourself to get on air sometimes that starts out just as an intern answering phones you know what i mean and, and just being around radio to soak it up and you know maybe that opportunity will come and sometimes it can get you on air i mean there's just any little thing that you can do you know, I was a radio junkie. I just wanted to be in a radio station. Even if I was just sitting there answering phones or listening to a show, I just wanted to be there. And so early on, I made sure I went outside of school, outside of student media at Weagle to try and go to commercial radio stations to try and find jobs. Unfortunately, I found that at Auburn Network. Uh, Zach Blackerby, one of the station managers over there right now, he's very, very kind to me and gave me my first opportunity on the air. He was really great to me. I really enjoyed working with Zach over at Auburn Network uh, for the times that I was at there at school. And then um, quickly after I interned with him, not for credit too. You know, a lot of people talk about four credit internships, meaning it's for a class. I went and interned at Auburn Network without it being for credit. You know, I wasn't getting anything in return other than just the experience of being able to work there. Well, Zach, let me start a show there. Um, you know, when I was, you know, it was just, I mean, a crazy opportunity for, for, you know, a sophomore in college just to get a start, just to get to start a show. You know, I was, I was bewildered, blown away, and uh, really thankful for that opportunity. I still am to this day, really, really gracious to Zach for that opportunity. And then um, after that, shortly after, probably several months after, they hired me as a part-time employee, and I got to help Zach host the lunch break, which is uh, still a show going on. But right now, I believe it's hosted by Painter Sharpless and Justin Ferguson. And so even then, I got to, you know, they, they continued to give me more and more opportunities. I got to get onto a high school broadcast for the first time when I was sidelined reporting uh, for Auburn High School football at the time. And, you know, since then, 
I went and worked for a station out in LaGrange doing Springwood football in Lynette, Alabama, that, that private school out there. And then uh, since then, you know, doing station manager at Weagle and then now at um, and now where I work today in Sylacauga, Alabama, at Radio Alabama. It truly is a blessing, and it prepared me because I was willing to work. And uh, so that's a big that's a big advice that I would give to people is be willing to work because there is a lot of work out there. So why play by play? I know you had said you touched on earlier on how you were just kind of mesmerized by being behind a mic, but why play by play? What about that appealed to you? Especially radio play by play, and I and I say that nothing against television because television is hard in its own right. Because television, you know, there's the saying that a picture can, you know, tell, you know, it's a thousand words, you know, but radio, you actually have to use those words. You know, in television, it's difficult because you you don't want to say as much on TV. You want to let the picture tell the story as well. You're just kind of providing a caption for it. On radio, you have to paint the picture with your voice. And I love that. And I've always became enamored with voices and, you know, the, the idol that I looked up to growing up was Rod Bramblett, and I still get chills every time I hear the kick six call. And that, that call had that big of an effect on me, and I thought to myself, you know, hey, if I can have that effect on someone else coming up one day, then I've done all right. You know, if I can inspire somebody else to want to do this one day, then I've done something good. If I can be that good of a broadcaster to have an effect on somebody, that that would mean that I've done something special and I've really made an accomplishment. Rod had that effect on me, and you know I had the pleasure of talking to that guy several times. And he's just a kind, kind, kind individual, and um, you know that that was truly really a pleasure. But you know why play by play for me? I love the I'm, I'm a big language person. I'm big about using words and phrases and, and and having fun with those words and phrases. You know, and even though I may be corny sometimes, I love it. It's there is a beauty in language, and a lot of times in today's world, with social media and just how quick things are for us, just be able to type it out, text message, and things like that. There's something unique about radio and it being this old or older medium for people, and it's still widely accessed every day. I mean, what is the statistic? Like 90% of people listen to the radio every day still, and yeah. so there's radio is still widely used. And it's still widely popular, and I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I don't think it's ever going to go anywhere because audio is a big part of people's lives, and you can touch people with voices, just being able to speak. And language is something that I feel like has deteriorated because of social media. I mean, you know, people use you know abbreviations nonstop and whatnot, and, and there's limited characters on, on what you can say in a tweet or uh, maybe not in a Facebook post, but definitely in a tweet. And so things are really condensed these days. And you, and you lose the beauty of language, but not in radio. You get to experience that, and it's truly, um, I think it's a special medium, and I, and I don't think it's going anywhere, and so it's definitely uh, its definitely what I found. Um, it's a challenge, too, you know, to describe a play and paint a picture for somebody that can't see the game, but if I can do a good enough job to paint a picture for them, then I'm doing all right. So let's dive into your play-by-play strategy a little bit. Kind of, I know you are the voice of Lincoln High football. Walk us through what a week from preparation standpoint from calling the game. I know it's a big loaded question, but walk us through a week of Noah Gardner getting ready for that call. 
But, you know, in high school sports, I wish I could say that there was a lot of information out there, and there's not. You know, I mean, high school sports, you know, you're lucky to have a full roster of, of all the guys who are going to check into a ball game, especially if it turns into a blowout and you don't know who little Timmy is out there. But you got to make sure that you, for sure, without a doubt, you know, you got to know your roster, front and back. I'm not going to blame you for not knowing heights and weights and stuff like that. But you got you got to know people's positions. You got to you got to know their names by their numbers and everything. But I take it a step further. I make sure I have my spot board. Um, you know, if you'll talk to most play-by-play announcers, they'll tell you about a spot board, and that's just basically a place for you to have your roster and information about those players condensed all into one location on this board. So when something happens in a play. You look down there, you glance, you see their name and their number, and then you also have some information on them below. For me, I keep a running stat log for Lincoln throughout the week. Every week I ask for stats from my coaches, and I keep a running stat log on a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet. And I print that out every week and make sure I have a stat sheet available to me, but I also put that on my spot board so I've got it in two places. Um, on top of that, I do an interview with a coach every week. Uh, so that provides me some content, not only for my pregame and my broadcast, but on top of that, also, you know, not only talk with him off the air and get, you know, off the record information that is going to help me for my broadcast, but I also talk to him, you know, in an on the record sense because I'm doing an interview with him and we have that during the week as content. Um, you know, you really, you try and you study up as much as possible on, on teams in high school football. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, there's just not as much information out there for high school sports because it's very difficult to divide it. I mean, high school coaches are paranoid. They're not going to put their stats up there. Pretty much all that you can get is a roster. And uh, so I make sure that I know the opposing roster well before I go in a game. But I'll tell you, preparation for me, it'll start on a Tuesday or a Wednesday leading up to that Friday, and I'll do something every day making sure that I don't, you know, that I don't wait till the last minute on a Friday or something like that to do all my prep. I run a full script for my pregame broadcast, so I make sure that me and my color guy were very well set, or my color analyst, and I make sure that we are very well set in our broadcast um, and prepared for that pregame show so we know what we're talking about. He knows what questions I'm asking him, you know, that we're well prepared, so we have a lot of talking points for that pregame. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it, and, um, you know, I make sure that my my computer that I produce the game with while I'm there on site and make sure all that's updated with all of our you know, commercials and our spots and whatnot. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Not as much maybe as what a, as a collegiate broadcast or a professional broadcast is because there's not as much inf- information out there. But it's pretty much a uh, it's a Monday through Friday kind of thing because I'll put up highlights from the previous week. I'll cut a highlight reel for, from the previous week so that fans have that to listen to and everything, and that's typically going out on Mondays. And so it, it is a full-week thing. Um, and it makes my weeks go by fast, too. I get to Friday night, and I'm super pumped up to be there. So it's definitely uh, – there is never a moment when I go out there on a Friday night that I – I always want to be there on a Friday night is what I'm trying to say. There's never a Friday night where I don't want to be there. It's always an exciting thing for me. So on Friday night, can you walk us through uh, just a typical play for you? A typical play? Yeah. How do you mean? How, how would you, you call? Like call how, yeah. Play? How would you call a play? Oh uh, well, you got to make sure you set the scene in, in, in the pre-play. You know, when they come to the line of scrimmage, you know, some broadcasters fail to do this on the radio, but um, you got to make sure you set up a play. You know, you got to know down and distance. Everybody needs to know down and distance every play and where that ball is spotted at, so that they have a, a point of reference. 
you know, you don't want to all of a sudden end up on the 20 yard line on the, uh, you know, in the red zone and the people not know where they've been at this whole time. You got to make sure, you know, down in distance. Uh, if I got enough time in the pre-play, it's very imperative for me too to make sure that I start off and I say what the formation, what the set is, what the personnel is out there, at least from the offense. If my team is on offense, if I'm on defense, I'll, you know, I'll still, I'll still give the opposing team's offensive formation set, but I'll also try and get the defensive set out there as well so that people can imagine what they're looking at before the play. And then as the play progresses, you just call it as it happens. And, and, and some broadcasters try and make too much out of it. And some people, uh, you know, everybody's got their different style and whatnot, but you just want to call it as it is. You know, don't make something too big. If it's a handoff up the middle, say it's a handoff up the middle. Of course, you want to try and vary how you say things. You know, you could say, uh, quarterback turns to his right, hands off behind right guard. The quarterback turns to his left, hands off behind left tackle or something like that. You want to try and bury the way you say things rather than hand off up the middle, hand off up the middle, of course. But at the same time, it's, it's okay. You, know, you get into that rhythm. You, you make sure that people and you paint a picture for people so that they know what's happening. Um, and then at the end of the play, once you know play is finished, you want to make sure you get that down and distance again. You say how many yards that they gained. That people know because at the end of the day, they, they want to know how many yards were standing, they want to know how they got there. So I try and deliver that. If it's a big play, you don't want to scream or anything. You know, young broadcasters will scream, and I had a problem with this when I first getting started. Not scream, but you know, they they stress out their voice too much and they put too much pressure on their voice. It's like just let the moment come to you. Get lost in the moment, have a steady and strong voice that that shows excitement and you get excited, but you get excited steadily. You, you don't go from zero to 100 on the volume. You you steadily increase on the volume, and um, you know it, it's there's a lot that goes into it, and every play is different, so it's really hard to break down each play individually. But I hope I, I hope I did an adequate job on that for you. So talk to us real quick here while we wrap up about Radio Alabama. What is what is it? Well, Radio Alabama is a. Uh, is a multimedia company based in Sylacauga, Alabama. Started several years ago by the owner, Lee Perryman, who still is the owner today. Um, I say multimedia, and I know our title is Radio Alabama, but I say multimedia because we're not just radio. We also do a lot of video content. Our, um, our slogan is, is on air, online, and on the go. So we are everywhere where, where people access media you know we're at every single touch point that there is for um you know for accessing media you know we got you on the radio we've got you on your apps with your you know alexa enabled devices we've got you on social media we've got you on our websites we've got everywhere that people could possibly um access our content and we really wanted to to make sure that we're accessible to people because people access you know their their content in different ways, and we want to meet you where you're at, and we want to provide that to you. And then uh, the company's grown. You know we've got uh, six different radio brands um, spanning across. I believe it is. And don't quote me on this for sure, but definitely twenty plus counties stretching across the the two eighty corridor, going down from Birmingham all the way down to Auburn, um, stretching you know twenty plus counties. Uh, I believe it's around 22 in East Central Alabama. And uh, recently we've launched our newest sports brand, which is Radio Alabama Sports, which is the sports division of Radio Alabama. And we basically do full coverage 
Uh, we try and provide our extensive high school sports coverage for five high schools, Sylacauga, Childersburg, B.B. Comer, Fayetteville, and Lincoln. They have their own specific high school sports network where we provide top-notch coverage for those schools. And then on top of that, we also cover Alabama and Auburn. I cover Auburn here in the Auburn area. Um, make sure I'm, uh, you know, I go to the football press conferences and uh, you know, basketball season's going to so I'm excited about that. I know it's football season begins to transition towards the, that last quarter of the year, but it's been a blast covering football, and now getting ready to cover basketball. We do all the all the sports at Auburn, and then um, that all that is all hosted on RadioAlabamaSports.net. And we've also recently launched our newest app, uh, the Radio Alabama Sports app, which can be found on the Apple App Store that people can download. And that app has all of our content there baked into it. It's got all of our streams for our internet broadcast and then also our on-air broadcast as well. So uh, it, it, there's a lot going on at Radio Alabama and a lot more to come in the future. And we're really excited about this expansion into Radio Alabama sports because uh, a lot of people love sports and it's a great way to, um, to, to, you know, to really benefit a community for us to really reach out and be with the community and reach the essence of the community because high school sports are at the center of a lot of communities in the state. I mean, Matthew, I mean, I know you're from Opelika, and, um, you know, Opelika High School football is a big part of the Opelika community. I've lived in Auburn for 15, 16 years now, and people love Opelika football, and people love Auburn High School football, and they love their they love those two athletic programs, not mm-hmm. just football, but all of the programs at those schools, and they go crazy about it. And, you know, really at the center of Opelika on a Friday night is Opelika football, right? And people love it, and they love their Opelika program, even outside of football and even outside of athletics. They love Opelika. I know they love the performing arts at Opelika. The performing arts facility there is incredible. They go crazy about everything Opelika High School and Opelika City Schools. You know? So um, that's, what we, that's what we really want to do is we want to, we want to capture that essence of community and really be a part of a, of a community and, um, and kind of broadcast that. Well, no, I really appreciate you coming on here again for this half hour. Where can everyone find you and your work? Well, you can find me on Twitter, at Point Gardner. Uh, Gardner is spelled like guard, though, G-U-A-R-D, you know, like a point guard. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Point Gardner. Find all of my content on RadioAlabamaSports.net. At RadioAlabamaSports.net, also on the Radio Alabama Sports app. Uh, that's where you can find those two best places to find me. You can also follow Radio Alabama Sports on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Radio Alabama Sports. It'll be the thing that comes up, so you can go up there and you can find it. That's the best place for you to get all of our content. Um, it's through social media and through the website and in the app as well. All through those places or anywhere that you get your content is the best place for you to find it. We also are on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. In the iHeartRadio app. I uh, hope I haven't left any off on that one, but uh, that, that is on all of our podcasts and whatnot on there. I do a, I do a weekly Auburn sports podcast called the Over the Top Podcast. It can be found on there as well. Um, so all my content on all those on all those locations. Good luck going and finding it all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, again, this has been Noah Gardner with Radio Alabama Sports, just walking us through his life and early career. Noah, again, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, It's been a long time coming, but it's definitely been a good talk. Hey, I appreciate it, Matthew. Hey, good luck to you, and I look forward to talking to you sometime soon, hopefully in person. Thank you, thank you. All right, well, this has been the Lifetime Podcast, again, here in the Kicker 97.7 FM studios.
And again, we've been talking with Noah Gardner. God bless and goodbye.